All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Daddy loaned that game. And shut out to real life Hey, you're one of 12 listeners of the Real Life Podcast. Yeah, you know what the... To find that uh, uh, better, um, I think the key there is. I just lost my trend of thought. Welcome to episode 140 of Nation Real Life. Shout out to Wanye uh, for talking while the intro was playing. I hope you all enjoyed listening to <laughs> Some that. behind the scenes. <laughs> Um, Bag Milk's here. Jay is back from his European vacation. Uh, Chalmers is in here as well. We got a full studio. Um, for the first time since we've moved downstairs to our new studio, everyone is here. Um, how's it going, boys? You're back, Jay. How's it feel to be back in Canada? I'm back. I'm adjusted. I've been I've been going to bed really fucking early as I kind of get acclimatized back to North American time. So I'm running on like senior, you know, hours. So I'm in bed by nine, up at five. But it's it's kind of nice. Actually, that's, that's not a bad life. For those who didn't know, where were you? I was in Finland. With what, our, were you, what were you doing there? I was there to hang out with our friend Larvanen to plan some future travel when we host the Finns here again in January. And Larvanen wanted to show me around and show me the hockey culture of Finland, which turned out to be unreal. And also introduced to me the sauna culture of Finland, which was also very interesting. Yeah, I got a question about this Larvanen guy. Yes. what I'm sure everybody wants to know, how does he have so much pull in Finland? How did he get you every ex-oiler imaginable from Finland? Well, first off, Finland is a small country and they're very, like, patriotic and, like, they help each other out. And they're very, like, they're very, like, if you're a big deal, you're still just a normal guy or a normal, you know, person in, in kind of, like... The, the the population of Finland, but having said that, Larvenin 
is a guy who kind of did something he loved and has turned it into a business to do with hockey to do with to do with sports hockey is his favorite sport right. but he is considered finland's ultimate sports fan so he created a persona so larvenin is his character name his real name is jonas Jonas Yarvinen. So it's well, now a, I don't know what to believe, Chalmers. <laughs> yeah, uh, a classic Wanye. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's cl- classic case. Larvinen means um, uh, like tipsy, buzzed. Oh, clever. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So and it's it, it's very close to his last name because it's Yarvinen. So it's just a J is the difference. But uh, but yeah, no. He he, he just kind of started a social media account. Started going to games, dressed up in a jersey and a wig and glasses, and just kind of like started creating a bunch of content around that and just. You know, it resonated. And so now he works with a lot of companies. He travels around to watch Finnish national sports, whether it be handball, dressage, hockey. It doesn't Hold matter. Hold on. He so gets on to bigger, watch national dressage. National on a dressage. bigger scale. Finland's huge in dressage. It's almost. Chalmers, you know what dressage is? Yeah, it's when horses dance, isn't it? Sideways. And they have like ribbons <laughs> in their hair and shit. It's a skill. But see, so he would be kind of like what like uh, Fireman Ed would be to the New York Jets or like. You know, the guy that dresses up in the Star Wars stuff in Oakland Raiders. Like, he's like a, a guy that's been known for just being a super fan and yeah. being caught on TV, but having like a social media account and then became famous for it. Yeah, it, it, it's it's a function of that. Just like putting in the effort, doing that, documenting, getting awareness on like television and stuff. Right. But he's like built a business. So in Nordic countries, especially in Europe, but especially in Nordic countries, sports gambling is huge and it's like in the culture. So he works with a, a big betting company there where they do all these like games to win trips. And so he's the personality that hosts these people because he's like the larger than life, you know, fan. Mm-hmm. And so he hosts all these people. So he works with gambling companies. He's got other brands that need help with their social media. So like right now he's up in Lapland, which is like our Northwest territories, like super, super North. And he's helping a travel company um, with their social media as his character because, you know, he's, developed this big following but he's also a content machine like that guy is non-stop he's got this little 4k camera he holds in his hand that he's always taking videos asking you questions he's always on snapchat he's always on instagram stories he's always posting like he's just he is non-stop oh man like that guy in the betting documentary remember how every morning he would have like just two phones and he would just constantly be walking around filming himself do shit like that but it's not like it's that intrusive either it's like he's like he makes it seem seem natural, yeah. and that's I think why he's almost so good at it, right? Yeah, like it's like we're having a conversation, and like mid conversation, he was like blah blah blah, like record something done, and like it's like we never lost a step in what the hell we were talking about. He just like includes it into his story, and now he's like loaded because of his persona and his social media, it, just like the naked cowboy. Did you ever hear the story of the naked cowboy? No, well, go on. I'm aware of the naked oh, cowboy. This dude, I know who he did this in Central Park or not Central Park, Times Square all the time. Oh, I thought this had something to do with Chris Russell. Continue. No, who's na- who's Chris Russell's naked? Cowboy? Oh, the, like the old oiler. What? Old? Is he still an oiler? Wow. Holy fucking Sorry, tell us your central okay, part I don't, whatever. Listen, tell us about the other day. That was like cowboy. the thing where some guy put on today. He was like, I can't wait to see how McDavid's going to be today. I'm like, fuck, he's playing. Like, I didn't even, there's a game tonight? Cool. Anyways, we'll talk about that later. Tisk tisk. Yeah, the naked cowboy basically like was like an actor. He was trying to make it. He like lived in his car for a bit. He would just like would play the guitar. And then one day in the summertime, he just took off all of his clothes and did it in a Speedo. And then he went back the next day and like he now travels 365 days a year and makes like half a million bucks a year. And he'll do like in the wintertime, he's even there, rain or shine. He'll go out for like 18 minutes 
and then he'll go to the parkade. He'll sit in his car. He'll have some lunch. He'll warm up. He'll go back out. He'll do like three shifts a day. Half a million bucks from what? He does events. He oh. gets, yeah, he gets asked to come around. Just a lot of that's busking. Cash too. Yeah, the busking, like just. Are you ready to surprise Chalmers? The naked cat? No, he's not here. <laughs> uh, he's, we don't heard, have that kind I, of fucking naked cat on an interview. I heard his heart skip a beat there. Uh, no, he was he was fucking cool. So why do they call Chris Russell the naked cowboy? A cowboy? What the hell does that mean? Chris Russell's nickname is the cowboy because on every single Oilers broadcast, they remind you that his dad was a cowboy and that uh, oh. he grew up on the farm and he's farm boy tough, all that stuff. Yeah. And Tyler likes to imagine him naked. Yeah, that's just a. So little. you put those two together. Naked cowboy. Naked oh, yeah. cowboy. I'm going to edit this part out. Well, these mics really do sound great. They sound hey, fantastic. By the way. Yeah. Jay might want to use his mic stand a little bit more. I'm here. Why? I think he's actually really good. <laughs> no, See, but I can hear the... Oh. I'm what? I haven't even that. touched the top yet. But that, fine, that ties into where we are. We're downstairs in the studio. It's the first time I've been down here. What do you think? I mean, it's a room. And we didn't do it. <laughs> no, Fuck you, man. It's great. It it all, every, great. <laughs> every podcast studio starts with the room. So no, no, we're no. in the it's right great. direction. Yeah. It's great. There's like, it's, it's, it's cool, man. Like it sounds good down here. You the guys were worried really about, good. yeah, you guys were really, like really worried about the sound from upstairs. You can't hear anything. That's great. Sometimes and it's not even, saw, it's not even soundproof. That's because they're still down here yeah. doing some things. That right? big ass box behind you. Yeah. That's like all soundproofing foam. Yeah. And then big Mike smart and he bought pool noodles. So we don't knock our, Hear that P? That's called a plosive. Uh, so that we don't sever our heads on the pointy bulkhead there. Oh, yeah. Pool noodles. They're so huge. And then Charles brought a giant so, ass yeah. Oiler but Stanley that, Cup flag. So I did see the picture online of it, and I was like, man, that looks like just a fully white wall, a fully white wall. Like, I, I, was, I expected you guys to not have any decorations up. Yeah. So I thought we'd jazz up the Genius. walls a little bit with whatever I had. So they just got to throw the soundproofing shit everywhere. This wall here, I think they, they're, they're filming that Dustin Nielsen show, the two the guys brick in the wall, goalie. Yeah. The brick wall. Looks like a fucking ISIS video, but other than that, we're working. <laughs> hey, hey, don't blame me for ISIS. I didn't start them. I also thought that we could like, while it, it looks like it does, we can start our own casting couch down here maybe. Oh Pivot. Boy. But we don't know any girls. Pivot. You know, Pivot. like no, no off season, right? A little casting couch down in the... Yeah, I don't know. Good idea. So I got two ideas for that wall right there. Now, it, they film two guys and a goalie down here, mm -hmm. right? And on the back of that wall, like that's a nation podcast, isn't it? Yes. Right. So I saw some cool art. Like, I don't... Okay, rule thing number one would be a mural, like a, a, the Oilers Nation mural painted yeah. on there, but like professionally on that rustic wall. I think it would look cool. But two guys and a goalie is a nation network thing, it's not a just network. an Oilers Nation thing. Well, then make a nation network logo. It's that weird that. double N thing that doesn't really. Yeah, we've tried. Don't worry, we got some ideas. Yeah, yeah. Looks we like do? a superhero. No, sure. We're logo. just gonna. We're just gonna. The the wall. It's gonna be a living wall, so it's gonna be there for your viewing pleasure as we just take hilarious stabs at what it should look like until we finally trip <laughs> over what it's supposed to be, which is, you know, how we proceed with everything we do in life. Say, that's Oilers Nation, though. Like just, people will be along, and when the two guys and a goalie is then a five day a week thing with millions of listeners, people will be like, hey. I remember when it was ISIS, two guys and a goalie. Yeah, well, the first thing I noticed when I came down here was that, Uramchuk, you have a hell of a station over there now. This, couple, there was no corners cut. Couple this is legit. Yeah, yeah. This is legit. Couple computers, all mixing board. Like very it's, legit. It's very beautiful over there. Then these high-powered LED lights, which I figured that's what these are. Yeah. I don't know how those boys talk. And the beautiful these. camera. Wait, holy, holy shit. <laughs> hey? I just okay. turned on the lights, yeah. <laughs> Please save me. The ugly lights just shut on, eh? It's oh, yeah. like 2 a.m. in a bar. Oh, my God. But yeah, and then the camera set up. I mean, fuck, it's cool. And you know what? What you always said was I wanted people to walk through like a store, like to go through the kitchen of the cafe, 
then down this narrow staircase yeah, like good and into the shit. basement, past all the big, beautiful stainless steel coolers and all the stuff for the, and then come to this studio in the back. Yeah. I mean, it's what it is, man. That's exactly what We're it is. We're 70% of the it. way there, which is all you need to start. It's all you need. So, yep. Charles, what would you do in here to fix it up? I mean, obviously, there's some furnace ducting here that nice of them to I saw mean, two well, holes in the wall. So, that was a big concern because back in the day, they didn't, they didn't make like full eight foot basements or nine, like eight foot basements or they're like seven. You put, a duck down, that's another foot. So, like, the head clearance in here, for you guys that are over six feet, it's not great, right? So, there's just nothing you can do about it, unfortunately. It's 1903 is exactly what a podcast studio would look like in yeah. 1903. It's beautiful. Oh, beautiful. I was going to so say, you do with them? for people who don't know, we're recording in the basement of the Little Brick Cafe, yeah. and Little Brick Cafe was built in... 1903. 1903. So, that's kind of what and we're I, dealing with here. And I gave you a price to jackhammer out the floor and then dig down two feet so we could have extra clearance, and it was half a million dollars. Yes. So, we didn't do it. Yeah. You know what? I'm just going <laughs> to bump my head and get some pool noodles. Fuck <laughs> yeah. that. That'd be all right. No, no, no. It's, it's cool. I did, what, like, what would you do? I'd put the put the uh, soundproofing. soundproofing up, and then just let's just throw some cool fucking Oilers gear up, yeah, and just like a cool painted logo, like a mural on that brick wall. I think would be pretty sweet. But we got the fu- the Fugelbergs, Bird Mountain Homes. Yep. Shout out that they're going to be making two custom tables for us, like in oh, the office upstairs. Yep. They're so, so good. We save a little bit of space over here. Then we got the two seats from Rogers or Rexall. Mm-hmm. Are we doing hockey sticks again? Is that what they're going to build yeah. them on? Oh, yeah, yeah. So I got a bunch. I should make sure that they know about it. I got, yeah. I've been saving some just oh, in perfect. case for something like that. Let's you know, do it. I also found yesterday in my parents' basement, I had a signed, oh, fully signed by the Oilers hockey stick. Ooh. What year? Uh, 2000. Who was one of the players? God, it was like, it's got to be like 2004. Or, uh, 2004. Okay. I thought I you were about think. to say 2006. No. Uh, no. Why would 2006? Oh, no, not that year. year for the team. Not that year. Hmm. Uh, no, wait, it's even, no, it's like 1994. Like, book, Bucky's on the team. Oh, oh Bucky's shit. on this team. Yeah, yeah. Bill Ranford's on the team. Boris Mironoff's on the team. I think it was like 2004, 2005. I think it looks good in here, like, functionality-wise, but I think we need to do a few little things to make it nice. Remember when we built those nice cupboards up there, Chalmers? Yeah. And then those mean-ass contractors ripped them out? So these lights, too, are on big tripods. Yeah. I could see mounting them, getting rid of the tripod bases. Okay. That'd be nice. Uh, the camera, the same thing, you know, having yeah. something that we could pull down, set the camera on when they're filming, roll it up, put the camera away. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. That would be some this sounds cool. like great podcast content and oh. that's not an offside chat that we should have. No, this is real <laughs> life, bro. Um, <laughs> uh, to loop it back to the podcast, uh, we need to make this thing a little bit pretty so we can start getting some guests that's in That's what here. I'm talking about. And uh, we also have the fully functioning phone. I think I'm confident enough to tease this now because we were supposed to have him today. But now the plan is we're actually going to have him on next week's episode, newly retired Eric Griba. Everyone had their Eric Griba notes ready. So if you're a big fan of real life and a big fan of Eric Griba, next week's episode is going to be must yeah, listen to. I'm, I've, I've got questions about cooking. I also have questions about cooking. I've got questions about beard growth. That sounds to me like a question to have off podcast, boys. Mm. That's Ooh, I don't know. I like, go Eric Griba would disagree. For a second, I want to go back to your Finland trip because we got cut off be- before you even talked about the legends you met while you were there. Oh, yes. You met a couple of Oilers legends hooked up by Larvinen, neither of which you expected. And you told the story on Owen Radio on Friday, but I think that you should tell it here because it is interesting and fascinating. And I don't understand how you rub elbows with these people. Oh, well, yeah, to go back to like the, the question Chalmers asked. Yeah, Larvinen's established himself as a legit Finnish celebrity. For perspective, he has like over 100,000 followers on Snapchat, which would equate to 2% of the population of the country. Wow. So and they're all Finns? Like 98%. Um, so 
so yes, and and he, and he does a lot of work with hockey. He does a lot of work with the national team. He does a lot of work with the. There's like this charity hockey team that Esatikin heads up. And this is how the whole connection is with him, um, where they travel around and raise a bunch of money for 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 Finnish charity. Just playing hockey, where like it's this team that Essa heads up, but like Line A, Barkov, like the Aho, like all the big Finns come and play on it in the summer, uh, and just raise a ton of money. And Larvinen's like the the coach, super fan. He's the coach, of, kind of yeah, like guy that around that team to help kind of promote it. But um, yeah, I landed in Finland, and forty five minutes after touching ground, I was having lunch with Essa Tikkanen. I'm shocked that you must feel good that this guy used his probably couple car like couple times that he could get Essa to come he goes for lunch with Essa like twice a week or twice a month okay like he stays in special well no no I don't know lunch for Larvin it it was just a lunch (laughs) it wasn't special for him because Essa's his boy oh yeah yeah. um but he just said he has he's got like once once a year and he pulled it out for me (laughs) well he did like I said everything he did was a surprise he just said like I didn't even know what the hell the itinerary was I was I, I had a text on the day before I'm like are you even picking me up from the airport what's going on I was like JJ, don't worry. I planned your trip two months ago. I'm like, whatever. So we get to the restaurant and he's like, hey, well, I've got a friend joining us. I hope you don't mind. I'm like, yeah, whatever. So whatever we go around, we order, blah, 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 blah. He's like, oh, I think my friend's showing up. And I turn and Larvin knows something's going to happen. So he asks this on video. And he's like, oh, they're like my, my friend's showing up. So I turn and I'm like, and literally I was like, holy fucking shit. I no just, kidding. I didn't know what to say other than that. And then like everyone just started laughing. And then Essa came and sat down. Like literally just shot the shit for like an hour and a half. Could you understand a word he was saying? Because I was reading Wikipedia. I was living vicariously through you. Yeah. And when he first came to the Oilers, they're like, we don't understand a word this motherfucker's saying. Then Curry comes to the Oilers. Tikkanen speaking Tikkanese, and they're like, what's he talking about, Yari? He's like, I don't know either, man. Yeah. I don't know what this guy is yeah, saying. Yeah, yeah, Larvin was saying Did that. you understand him? Yeah, no, like, he he, he spoke he spoke good English. Like, so it's it, gotten it, over Tikkanese? No, 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 because Larvin's like, fuck, like, in Finnish, we barely understand him, because, like, he speaks his own dialect of Finn, mm. which is kind of funny. But um, <laughs> some things, like, we're just kind of talking about, uh, and, like, because we're, we're like, I'm going to see Puliarvi that night, uh, watch play. And I, and I don't know what the temperature of Finnish, like hockey fans or Finnish people are towards Puliarvi because it is a countryman. So I didn't want to be like, oh, fuck, I, I, I can't wait to see how shitty Puliarvi is or whatever. I was like, so I'm so excited to see Puliarvi tonight. Question and, mark. Question mark. And he's like, that fucking guy. He's like, I could slap him and his agent. He's like, I don't know what the hell he's doing. And this coming from Tikkanen. So at least, you know, he feels the same way we feel. He's like, what the hell is he doing? He's doing it all wrong. He, sh- like, he, he needs to understand that Edmonton's his best shot. Like literally, even if like in any team in the NHL, Tikkanen's like, Edmonton, it, it, which he's attached to, is his best chance. So he's like, I don't know what the hell he's doing. But, you know, we like it said, super nice guy. Really like, like we're just like having conversations as if like we're, you know, friends. He's showing me videos. He does, he works for like the biggest betting company in, in Europe. Uh, Unibet, I think it's called as their ambassador. It's like him and like that big F1 driver. Um, Michael Schumacher. No, no, no. That's the, the one. The Finnish one. Like me. What? That's the only guy I know. You know what happened to Michael Schumacher, Yeah, right? he's not doing well these no, days, he man. he fucking has <laughs> been in a coma for like four years because no, he hurt himself what? skiing. What? Yeah. You're just finding out? Dude, what I don't follow F1. F1. Even though Connor McDavid was playing today. I but think it, you're like the last guy on earth who isn't also uh, in a coma not, to get the uh, bad news about Schumacher. 
I had no idea. Well, so anyway, yeah, yeah, so like Mico, yeah, fell in I was thinking about how big sports betting is. That all you keep saying is all these people work for sports betting sites. Well, they're 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 like the big the big company because sports betting's in the culture. Everyone. Okay, wait. Like, we all just hold on. We all knew that Michael Schumacher was in. Who cares? We're we all you knew. Who he cares, buddy? This was like big athletes. news yeah. for like. Months and months and months and months oh, after that. I Imagine Tiger, Tiger Woods fell months. off at the height of his career. Did How you hear about Tiger, Tiger Woods in 2009? His wife is not doing well. You guys need to stop talking over each other. Oh, we can't help touche. it. <laughs> well, if Chalmers is going to come and blow our minds with stupidity like that, I no, think all of us are going to fucking... If I get checked one more time by somebody in this room for how I'm podcasting, I'm leaving. <laughs> Taking my ball and going home. Going home. We start a new podcast studio. Okay, the so, other not, building. so not Michael Schumacher is the guy yeah, that's helping yeah, out. It's like right, uh, right. Ra- 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 it was uh, Jacques Villeneuve. Yes. Yeah, sh- <laughs> oh, oh, Shills Villeneuve. Oh, Greg Moore. No, I'm sorry. That's we're going down a terrible. Well, some happen to all these guys or something. Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> Anyways, so he works with like that level of like Finnish star doing a bunch of travel hosting and whatnot. And he's showing this video where he took a bunch of people. They love, they love doing trips to New York. And he's at a Rangers game, and like the Rangers honored him and doing all that shit. So like, S has got some chops, but uh, yeah, no, that was like super crazy. And then all of a sudden, we went to all these hockey games, and like, yeah, it's not NHL caliber hockey, but it's still like high paced, high intensity hockey. But the like from a fan experience and like atmosphere, Finnish hockey is unbelievable. We go to these like five thousand, six thousand seat arenas, and everyone is just chanting nonstop, going crazy. Um, you know, you're in these intimate settings. We played with this first team we went to in Hammerlina HPK. They were playing Pooley Arvey where I was watching Pooley Arvey play. How'd he look? This, he needs to be the best guy on the ice. And he, he wasn't, he had flashes. Um, he skated well, but like he made a lot of nervous passes and I'm like, Jesus Christ. Like this is, this is Liga level. Like you shouldn't be nervous under pressure. Like you should be able to see through time and have patience and, do all that stuff. He made some nervous passes, which, you know, was kind of a concern for me, um, you know, and he, he had a couple of good chips, missed on a breakaway, came in, made a good play, had a shot where he, you know, it was a good shot. It was clocked at 120 kilometers an hour. Cool thing they do in Finland is they track all these stats in game. And you can see it like on the yeah, scoreboard. Yeah, they t- they'll, they'll, so they'll, like, they'll do like a recap of the period being like, oh, Pulleyarvi, 120 kilometer this. Or this guy has skated 7,000 meters so far. So kind of just some neat like. Ooh, advanced stats. Yeah, well, if you want to. It's, it's like base, basic stats, but they're but they're tracking it. In, all, the players are speaking the, all the players are chipped in their jerseys, right? So they yeah. can track. And then the and puck is chipped chip, too. Yeah. yeah. And then the cool thing they do in Hammerlina, I know they do especially, because it's like a small town that really gets behind their team. Is anytime the team is leading, beer is three euros cheaper. Is that the guys that have all the logos on their jerseys? That's that's Carpat. That's the team pulley every place. So oh, Carpat yeah. is the Yankees of the Liga. So that's who got, I like. It's the most northern too, team now. in Finland, and they've got the most sponsor support. So like, the Oilers. if there is a millimeter of space on the jersey or pants or socks or freaking foreheads, there is an ad. Uh, and that's why they can afford like, like the Pulley RV. UC Okanen, who just got suspended eight games for a hit to a head in Liga. Um, he plays in that team, but like they get all the best players. So they're like the the big, bad, bad Yankees of the league. So I got to ask the hard question. What is the consensus on Miko Koskinen? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. We talked about this on own radio. So uh, I'm like, Larvin, I'm like, how's Because Ko- like Larvin and his friends with Koskinen. I'm like, how's Koskinen looking? He's like, He's like, I'm like, how's this glove? He's like, it's not better. I'm like, fuck. So what do Finnish people think? Like, they're happy their boy got paid? 
Are they oh, yeah. mystified? Oh no, they're like they're they're very happy for him. They're very happy for him. They also understand that you know he's got a weak glove hand at the NHL level, and uh, but they like I said, they're they're very patriotic and they support their own too. You know, I'm, I'm going to be jumping around from all of these stories, but they kind of all link. They support their their own so well that we're at this bar where Larvin has his own table that's like decorated with photos of his face. It's called the Larvin table, and. Um, the bar was packed at like 3 p.m. because there was an EPL, like a Premier League soccer game of Norwich, which is like a bottom like bottom team in the league, but it's got a Finnish player on it. So the bar was packed to watch this guy play. So like they're super, you know, passionate about the fit, like their countrymen. So they love Koskinen, love Koskinen. Because also he's done some things at like the national level and stuff and like national... Like world championships, anything national is like that is above all else. That's above NHL. That's above everything. That's really what they all all they care about. They, it's like a pilgrimage to the world championships. Like so much of Finland shows up, and and a lot of the Scandinavian and other like European hockey countries, like world championships is big. So it would be cool if we did go there one day and check it out just to see because we as Canadians don't really show up because. If you're there, it means your team's not in the playoffs, so it's not as like you know exciting or whatever to 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 be there. But for them, it's 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 life. Well, when they came here, they took over a whole section, almost didn't they? Were they chanting and singing? Didn't they make that section's yeah. game experience just that much better? There was only twenty five of them, and it sounded like they it, you could hear them all over the building when they do the chants. How's their drinking? How the only they, time we've ever been sold out a beer at Little Brick was when the Finns came. Oh, yeah. really? Yeah. So at they, sporting events, they do a good job? Yeah, but it's like, so when they were traveling, like, they go, they, like, when they were here, they were going hard in the paint. But, like, I hung out with a bunch of the guys. So, like, there was one night when, um, like, 12 of the people that were on the trip all traveled to Tempera to, like, hang out and, like, have a reunion, which was super cool because they came from all over the country. And, like, it wasn't, like, animal drunk like they were here. They are just, like, on vacation. So like they're, they, they weren't are, in Kentucky mode. Yeah, but they probably had like nine saunas in them already, and they're like sweating out all the toxins. Tell Chalmers about how every building has a sauna, and that's where you do business. Oh yeah, so sauna culture in Finland's unreal. Like as you kind of, I would about not it. make it in 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 Finland because I cannot fucking stand a sauna for more than three minutes. I think you can learn to like it. So every building, like like office tower, has like an like, and if you're a company, like you'll have your like office sauna, and what they do when they're doing business or kind of big deals is they have something that's called a sauna night. And so they'll host like the other company that they want to do and negotiate a deal with. And they both just like gear down, go in a sauna and like negotiate a deal and have like these like special sauna beers. And so you said that part of the sauna culture was to jump in the lake afterwards. So yeah. So like, is that just at that one thing? Cause if you're in a building, there's not going to be any lakes. Yeah. Yeah. Valid. So, yeah, yeah. So yeah. So there's, there's, they don't have a, a lake in the building as well for the sauna, but traditional sauna practice is you sauna, jump in a lake, sauna, jump in a lake, sauna, jump in a lake. And are these traditional saunas? Are these, is this red cedar? Is this so yeah. So we're in a smoking sauna, like a vintage sauna. So it's, it's, um, they put it in the wood, they, they, they light it in the morning, begin the day to heat the rocks. Oh my God. Um, and it's, it's got like this, like, like woody smoky smell and uh there's the one there's like the the champion song like the big deal one that's 139 degrees you needed one of his hats yeah if you wear hats you have to wear those hats because if you don't you'll burn your head and your ears 
It's that hot? It's that, but buddy, I, I made the mistake of wearing my necklace and it's this jade like stone I have. And within like two seconds, it was like burning into my chest. I had to run out like, and I couldn't even touch it for a minute. I had to like put it under cold water so I could like take it over. <laughs> Larvin and so I a lot of cock rings. Would that be hard for me to sauna? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah you'd have to remove a or, lot. Yeah, or or make it like, as long as it's plastic, if it's metal, it take plastic? it off. No, plastic? Plastic would like melt maybe. Maybe. I don't know. Maybe no, it depends on like, like heat Doesn't capacity. aluminum have a low heat? But uh, yeah, just like <laughs> there's 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 something we can learn as hockey fans on how to be hockey fans, and it's going to like places like Finland and Sweden and whatnot, and kind of getting amongst like just all the energy that they put into watching a game. They've got the rival fans area that's going nuts and chanting. They've got the home team, and then you've got the home team fans that jump in and out of the chants that the the supporter group is doing. And it's, 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 it's so entertaining. Like it is actually an event. You're not just watching a hockey game. You feel like you're a part of something. So when you go to your first Oilers game this year, are you going to be like a little bit like, oh, fuck. Well, this is boring. Well, no, I hope to hell you don't. I'm not, no, I'm not going to be like that, but it's, it's just interesting to see. And it's interesting to see where we can take being like the, take the atmosphere in game in North America. There's a few a few rinks and teams of fans that kind of have, have built some things yeah. up, but like we have to kind of will our own kind of so fan how do you, culture. You know how you always, you, you have like the fan culture in Seattle for Seattle Seahawks that are the 12th men, right? How yep. do you start a, how do you start something like that here? You think it's, you just have to start. Cause like this, this, this is stuff that goes back years and years and years that they've been doing and adding and kind mm-hmm. of evolving. Right. So like, that's just been that's but a, positive, like positively, like not, not to a crazed part where we're all leaving and we want to call radio stations and bitch about trades. Like these people, they're doing it positively, right? Like, oh yeah, it's like a good experience. Or Everybody's having fun. They don't go home and live and and die, or do they? Oh, they 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 live in like they're super supportive of their teams. Like when we're in Tempera, like there's there, there's player jerseys hanging off, like depending on what side of town you're in, because because in Finland, like being a small country, there's only so many teams. So like some cities have two teams so temper is big enough to to have two teams so it, the city's like divided so you're in like ilvis country right where, but do like they, meet, the do they meet in the street out front of the pub like an english soccer squad and then they have dance off i don't think i <laughs> i, 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 I See, didn't get the sense it was that aggressive because i went out i went out in my temper jersey um that night and you know there's people like from that cheer for ilvis which is the other team and they're like tempera like whatever and then you take a sip of your beer and you have a conversation that's the one thing they Finns are very good at conversation did you hit any snooze while you were there oh fuck. quick I, one while you're having your song. no 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 i'll tell you a funny story about snooze. I was wondering where so larvin in, is intense with his snooze but he's kind of starting what, what, to, he's okay, starting to like somebody tell me what the like little tiny tea bags chew the, of chew yeah. Oh, I saw yeah, it for yeah. the first time in okay. Iceland. We, I was in a bathroom. I look in the urinal, call- and there's like 800 little Tetley tea bags in there. Yeah. Like, what, what do we call those here? Bandits? Bandits was a brand, I think. Yeah, they're oh. just called pouches here. Yeah. Um, but you can get... I, I was in BC. I got snooze in BC. You can yeah. go... If you go to tobacco shops, you can get snooze. So when Larvin was here, uh, he's like, Jay, you have to try the snooze. And when the Swedes were here, they're like, Jay, you have to try I the snooze. I love the snooze. So I tried the sweetest snooze, and I was like, oh, this is great. I got a little buzz. Life is good. And then, so I like, you know, rock into my mouth for like 20 minutes, 30 minutes. Larvin's like, you got to try mine. I had it. It was in my mouth for 30 seconds and I was like sweating and dizzy. And I was like, holy shit. Like this is going to ruin my night. I had to abort mission like really that fucking fast. It was so intense. So Larvin is uh, kind of trying to wean himself off the snus or kind of like going down to like, <laughs> instead of like 
you know, DeMaurier, he's on the DeMaurier lights. Shout out DeMaurier. And, uh, or don't, I don't know. Yeah. So we're, we're, so he forgot to pack his SNS when we went to Russia and we're in the cab and, uh, <laughs> he, he sees the cab driver at SNS. Like, oh, SNS, yeah. So the guy gives him one. So Larvin, like, who's fucking big into the, the hardcore SNS, he has it in. He is sweating and he's like, oh my fucking God. He's turning to the, what the hell is in this shit? He's like, that's crystal meth. Yeah, he's yeah. Like, and he's like you crazy Russians and he's saying this to the cab driver I'm like what is about to happen so he got taken down by Russian SNES so it's like Swedish SNES is like SNES on training wheels that a Canadian boy can try all I can think about Finland's it. like intense and then Russia is like knock you on your ass how back in the day when we'd come back from vacation if you asked him if he got a little SNES on your trip that meant a whole different thing yeah, SNUS was a different application in uh, North America for sure <laughs> or maybe in Edmonton or West Edmonton all right, bit of an odd transition, but we're halfway through the podcast. We're going to step aside and hear from the fine folks at Jappa. Have you got holes to dig, earth to pack, and roads to build? Then you need to call Jappa Machinery Group. Does your equipment need a service? Yeah, can't fix stupid, but here at Jappa Machinery Group, we can fix everything else. With a full range of parts to keep your equipment running smoothly, Jappa Machinery Group is a family-operated and Alberta-grown business. Here to help build a bigger and better Western Canada. Give us a call or visit us at jappamachinery.com. Jappa Machinery Group. Join the family. Welcome back. Episode 140 of Nation Real Life. We're still going through Jay's trip a little bit because you'd want Sorry. more sort of stop, right? Russia. Yeah. You saw another former friend in Russia. Larvin again, full of surprises. Everything he did. Was he, he didn't tell me anything. He's just like, okay, we're going to be here this day, here this day, here this day, whatever, doing this, eating that. And, uh, you know, surprised me with like an authentic, took me out to the country, to authentic like summer home. That looked cool. That was unreal. Met um, uh, Mirko uh, and, oh, fuck, I forget his wife's name. Anyways, you can just say a name. Uh, like It was like Liza, 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 I think, Lisa or something. But, uh, yeah, uh, like rain, reindeer meatballs and, you know, uh, lingonberries and this like hilarious like black sauce. Lingonberry like drink like at uh, Ikea? Not the drink, the actual berries. Oh. It's, like, it's like their cranberry side that goes with uh, with meatballs and whatnot. And then obviously they, they have own, their own little personal lake and like lakeside sauna. So we sauna. We dr- uh, it was just, yeah, it was unreal. But anyways, we uh, we took the train to Russia. First time ever on a train that does over 200 kilometers an hour. That was kind of cool. How was that? Uh, was it an yeah. official bullet train? Uh, no, not official. It wasn't, ma- it wasn't a maglev, but uh, it was it was an interesting experience because like going to Russia, I was like, holy shit, I'm going to Russia. This is like, wow. I'm kind of scared like because I don't know why. Yeah. Like North Americans going to Russia is crazy. Like I'm telling everyone in Finland, I'm like, I can't believe we're going to Russia. On the like, other side what? of the Iron Curtain. Yeah, like super, super interesting. So go on the train, get into um, the Russian border. So like. You, it's you, like a 900 foot ho- tall fence with like hammers and sickles all over well the shit. funny thing with larvin's like you'll know when we're in russia you can just tell when you look outside i'm like oh whatever <laughs> so like you get before you get the border finland exits you with your passports or whatever and then you go through across the border and then the russian border cards come on and so you drove train oh you trained yeah. how long uh three and a half hours do you listen Not to the bad. real life podcast yeah like yeah. you just finished saying it wasn't a maglev train and he went we're going two kilometers an hour. an hour no you're still thinking about listening. schumacher aren't you no, i was yeah, yeah. he's that happened he's in reeling 2013 fucking six years ago give me a break well it was big big news it was like non-stop anyways uh so agree to disagree so 
Larvin knows I'm kind of like nervous. And so he's fucking with me and he's like, oh yeah. Like when the border guards come on, like just like make eye contact, just say yes. Like just give them your stuff, like your passport and your visa and just like, don't say anything and like just whatever. Well, we get to the border and then the border patrol people come on and they're like fucking rocket babes. (laughs) I was like, what the hell? But still they're serious. But there's like, like they still are serious. They don't, I, I thought they're going to have AK-47s on them and all this shit. They were just these turbo Russian babes. This is a really good story, Chalmers. <laughs> you might want to listen. Kalashnikovs is what they carry, but go ahead. Yeah. yeah. Um, were they nice or are they mean? Well, they, they're trying to, yeah, they're mean mugging you the whole time. And you're just like staring in their eyes. And they're eyes. in uniform, they're like, which makes it even hotter. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And you're Man, lost in their eyes. Like, holy shit. What, like, what am I supposed to do? What do I, like, but yeah, they come and, and check you in and, uh. Now you're in Russia, so you get off in Russia, and, you get, and, and now you can tell you look out in the side, like the fence that's along the the train is like old and rusty, and like it's not like Finland where it was like all clean and whatever. But you get into St. Petersburg, you come out of the station, and uh, you look around, and you're like, you see Lada's everywhere, and you see like it's kind of like in a more a little bit more rundown, like beat up area, and you're like, okay, I'm here, Larvenin. Pulls up his app, which is like Russian Ubers called Get. And uh, he's got an 8 Series BMW come and pick us up. And like, whatever, we go to the hotel, check in, and then we uh, make our way to... Uh, is the hotel Western quality? Oh, yeah. So it was, it's a... Yeah, yeah, it was. It was, it was a, it's a, it's a company, once shocker, a company uh, Larvenin works with, uh, Sokus, that's based in Finland, has a, a hotel in... Um, in St. Petersburg. Are other, like, are Finnish people freaked out by Russians or is this just me watching CNN too much? Yeah, like, it's, it's, every second I'm like, I'm like, I'm in fucking Russia. Like, this is, like, holy fuck. Like, what am I doing here? Like, it feels so weird. And, and the then, Finns, like, ain't no thing to worry about. Oh, it? yeah, well, because it's like their neighbors, but then, like, you know, you talk to the cab driver and he can speak, like, good enough English and you're like, okay, like, and, like, everyone's checking you in and, like, and, you know, the hotel is nice and, you know, there's a toilet and like everything looks nice. And, and then, uh, you know, the cool thing was to actually have like physical Russian rubles, which I brought some back for us. Yes. Did you bring any magnets back? Yes, I do. Yes. I've they've been in my backpack for That's this whole good. time. It's all good. So I got to remember to take them out. But, uh, so yeah. So like, I'm like, okay, like I'm starting to feel kind of like less concerned, but then we, we go to, um, the rink. And the rink was like, I don't know if it was rush hour, but it took forever. It was like 50 minutes in the cab. But I don't, I swear on the map, it said it was five kilometers away. But anyways, we're going through all this stuff. And I thought maybe Larvin had pissed off the cab driver because of the SNS comment, calling him a crazy Russian. So I'm like, maybe this is taking longer on purpose. Like what the fuck is happening? Maybe you're going to KGB headquarters. Yeah. And, like, and, mm-hmm. I'm, and, I, and I'm, I'm just like formulating all these things because I still think it's crazy in Russia. And then we get, we get to the, the rink, beautiful new arena. So we're going to see Ska play, which is. Legit, like, the richest Russian team. It's the former Red Army team. That's Yak's team. That's Yak's team. Yeah. So uh, we get out, and it's just like... And it's it's funny, the transition from, like... You know, you're you're in, like, the downtown core of, of St. Petersburg. So it's, like, all the old architecture and those buildings down by the rivers and whatnot. And then you kind of go into the interior. So you see, like, regal Russia on the interior. And then you go to, like, out to the outskirts, and you see, like, communist Russia. So, like, the architecture hilariously changes... And it's just like these big, like, like unpainted, like block style buildings, 
and you know like like that kind of communist style uh, architecture i guess if you want to give it a flavor and then you get to the arena and it's just surrounded by all that and there's this beautiful arena and scott's like practice facility is like the most beautiful like one of the most beautiful structures you can see so we go in and watch the you go go into the game high security you go through metal detectors you get pat down there's military presence everywhere. Like actual soldiers walking yeah, around. Yeah, this, this is my favorite part because we got photos. Yeah, actual soldiers walking around wearing like these big bulky um, like blue camouflage jackets. Oh, they're strapped underneath so, yeah. those bad yeah, boys. Yeah, they're strapped for show. So like, but like, that's the thing. I'm like, I feel safe, but I also know I can't fuck around. So I'm like, okay, like I think I can live with this. And and, and I'm with Larvenin and the Russians know who Larvenin is because they follow hockey and they're just like pulling them. Like, just yanking them, photo, photo. Like, they're pretty aggressive. And he's like, ah, whatever. Like, he's just doing it to keep the peace. And then, uh, you know, we go to order a beer. And I'm like, yeah, two beers, please. And they're like, and this lady doesn't speak English. And she's like, just keeps telling me no. And I'm like, what the hell's going on? And then we had to talk to someone else. And we find out they don't serve beer on Sundays. It's not a whole, like, a whole, like, in the city thing. But, like, it's, it's, it's for ska hockey. And I don't know if it's because of religion or whatnot. So... We came in with a good pregame buzz on and then showed up and found out we couldn't continue the party, which maybe was a blessing in disguise. Who knows? But, uh, yeah, we went into the, like, we go into the rink and then, you know, Finnish hockey has a good atmosphere, but then you walk into the rink and basically they have like Tiesto playing, like literally like a live DJ who's standing in between the two penalty boxes. He's got a little DJ stage. And he's just ripping music, like, so loud. And there's people in there that are 80 and that are 10 years old. Like, it didn't matter. They were blasting it. They had all these dancers around him. And it's like he was doing, like, a live show to kind of get everyone going. And then the game goes. Was it all Russian music? Uh, no, 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 no. It was, like, call it Top 40 Electronica. Mm-hmm. Uh, right? So, like, there's there's some songs. Like what was are, one song you heard? Oh. Like, they didn't mix in Cotton Eye Joe, did they? No, 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 no. There, Have you got- <laughs> Good one, you Remchuk. You Hit first the wrong button. Eye Joe hasn't made it to Russia, I don't think. But uh, yeah, so like the, it, it was like really good atmosphere. And then like the game started, and then like they create this situation. So they've got their supporter area that's going nonstop. But they create the situation, which I'm not going to disclose too much because I think we're going to try to do this to disrupt an Oilers game one Ooh, game yeah. this season. Yeah, yeah. Everyone be warned because it's coming. But they do this thing to allow everyone to participate into the noise without even having to stand up or yell. So like, oh, it is, the wave is so hard. Chalmers, they clock in Russia. They don't do the wave. <laughs> they, they do the execution. They have a different way of clapping, uh, a different technique. Yeah. They, they, they really bring in the elbows, but, uh, <laughs> they clap with the backs of their hands. It was, faces? it was, <laughs> it was so loud in there. And like, if some, and, and anytime the skull had possession or is in the offensive, they're just going nuts and like, it's just like it was just it was so loud in there. So like I was guy who was coming in pre-buzzed, hoping to get further buzzed, further larvened, if you will. Thank you. I mean, and, he's almost drunk. Yeah. yeah. And uh, so I thought I was going to be like falling asleep in my chair, and next thing I'm I'm amped up the whole time. Um, and so it's it, because of this like crazy like atmosphere that they create. So. The, the, the fun fact about Jokerit and Ska. So Jokerit's the Helsinki team in the KHL, Chalmers. Um, and uh, it's the same owner. So it's like a Russian oligarch that owns both teams. And there's basically like an unwritten rule 
Yokerit does not win in St. Petersburg. Oh, what's a betting line on that one then? Well, <laughs> well, so Larvin being the nice guy he was, hooked me up with a $50 credit. I put it all on Tempera to beat Ilvis in Tempera. Fool's bet. So I made 117 like- euros, and then I rode it all on Yokerit at 5.05 to 1 to win in St. Petersburg. So I would have won like a million dollars. And uh, <laughs> don't bet against the Soviet machine. Well, and it's funny. So, you know, Jokerit scores, uh, um, Scott scores first goal. Jokerit ties. Jokerit gets a lead for like two minutes. I'm going to win that all this money. And then they tie it up. But it's getting, the game's getting intense. There's like a minute left. And like, sure as shit, penalty, bullshit penalty. And then Scott, Scott comes in and scores with like 30 seconds left. Oh my god! The whole time I'm thinking about this, I'm just like, you could not bet on that team. There's if there's like one place in the world that I wouldn't think a game wasn't rigged, like it's betting there. against the Harlem Globetrotters. So same owner, and so obviously yeah, and Russian yeah, owner. Exactly. The Russian team of his is going to beat his Helsinki team 99 times out of 100. And I just thought there was vodka everywhere in Russia, so oh, there was none in that arena. Not on that Sunday, no. There was like just not no a alcohol. lick of booze. Yeah, I was, I was, I, I, I had. A this Pepsi. goes against everything I've ever thought about russia yeah just on sundays it gets it gets it gets lit on they Monday. just make everybody take a day off for yeah, sunday yeah. we need this <laughs> it's for sobriety yeah, yeah, yeah how was yak yak was uh so they love yak there which was super neat um i didn't notice him much in the first period but he did he, i think he scored the tying goal or the go ahead goal he uh he scored a beauty he, he, he came in on a power play re- went to the top of the circle uh and got past the puck one timer like laser beam like he had like enough room to fit a puck and he put it there to score it was it was it was unreal and the building erupted big celly big celly yeah he he was uh he's super animated and super excited and so yeah it was super neat to see but like it's so funny because ska like ska is the big money club of the khl so they've got all the top end talents so, like the year the year before they had datsuk and the year before that they had datsuk and kovalchuk and all like these other big name russians that went back to russia and um so like they've got the best of the best. So like possession in that game was like seventy five to twenty five or eighty to twenty. Like they were playing keep away. Like it was funny how skilled. So like KHL is like super skilled guys that are me first that can't make the NHL because of their me first kind of thing. So they're just like playing keep away with Yoker because Yoker is just like basically the Finnish national team. They for know like, the score. Yeah, exactly. They know the score, and uh, it was super funny to see that. But then, you know. Ska wins. We we could contest. Maybe there was you know. You said that with air quotes. With air quotes that you know could be some maybe some shadiness speculation. The Finns definitely always think there's spe- there's some speculation to be had. <laughs> but post game, uh, we go to meet. Uh, we're going out to to meet uh, the players, and I, I knew I was going to probably meet this guy. His name is Marco Antela. He's the captain of the national Finnish national team, and he plays for Jokerit. Good friend of um, Sammy and 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 Larvin, and Sammy's one of the guys host me. So, and he's also like six, eight, he's a giant. And, uh, so he, he comes out, we talk to him and you know, everything's cool. Like whatever, congratulated on the gold medal and the world championships. I think it came at the Canadian's expense. Um, you know, well, which, well done, which is, you know, yeah, I really thought that was funny and just, and he's like, and all Shout he, out to the Oh six hurricanes too. While you're yeah. <laughs> and all he cared about was like what I thought of Finland. That was the other thing. Like every, like when I talked to Tekken, even though I'd been there for 45 minutes, like, what are you going to do here? Like they like really care about their country. So they really wanted to know what, uh, what I thought and what I thought of the hockey and all that good stuff. And then they go away and then we're staying there for some reason. I don't know why. 
and this is once again one of Larvenin's secrets uh, surprises. Then all of a sudden, curry comes out, and I'm like, I go to him like, is that your curry? He's like, yeah, yeah, I think it is. And uh, all these like fans and stuff go and flock to curry because curry's like the man. And uh, Larvenin just like starts yelling at curry. Like curry's got like ten or fifteen people around him, like getting autographs. Larvenin's in full garb. Larvenin, uh, Larvenin's in full. He doesn't have the wig on. He's just wearing his jersey, and yeah, he doesn't have his wig on right now. So he's just, and he's wearing an Oilers hat. Always, we've converted Larvenin into an Oilers fan. Is his first, yeah, because oh, nice. his first NHL experience was in Edmonton in 2017 when we brought him a new fan, and uh, he just starts yelling at Curry and Finnish like whatever, 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 and then he says Edmonton. And then something, something, and then Curry just like stops what he's doing, turns to Larvin and says, Edmonton where? And just like left the crew of people to come and talk to us. Fuck yeah. <laughs> Sweet. So yeah, like he came, he's just like, and like he really wanted to know my opinion of like what I thought of the game. And like, it was like, those are a couple bullshit calls, weren't they? And like, like anything you say, Yari Curry. And he's like, ah, there, there should have been three offsides call. Like he was like heated because like he cares, right? But like, we we're just like talking about the game and he was just kind of asking my thoughts. And once again, asked me like, what do you think of Finland? What have you done? And I'm like, holy cow. Um, so yeah, I had like a super cool chat with him, took a photo and uh, he then went back to the, to the mob of people that were uh, waiting for him. And then he signed everything and, you know, Dressed like a like a prince and uh, hopped on the bus. So he's the GM of the Finnish national team. Uh, I believe he's the GM of the Finnish national team, and he's the GM of Yoker. Okay. Weren't you listening? Chalmers, <laughs> I'm still <laughs> reeling that you didn't know about Michael Schumacher. Yeah. I'm still reeling that, Jay. When I, man, I had selfish hopes that when I found out you are going to see Scott play, that Putin would be in the building. It's Putin-worthy, yeah. That would have been incredible. I don't think he can go to games and shit. I think like the only time he gets to go live was like at the Worlds. Oh, well, he's probably got a private see, this box. Is what I would you say, ready like, for this? Team AJHL, like Alberta Junior Hockey League, went to Russia to play in a tournament, and Putin showed up to one of their games. Wow. Like these like he cares. 17, 18 year old kids talking. from Alberta. I talked to someone. Yeah. And I'm like, man, like, was that like nerve wracking? And they were like, you have no idea. How much <laughs> army showed up? Yeah, they were like, it was nuts, man. We're like there to play in some under 19 tournament. And you look up in the crowd for their first game in Russia. Like, imagine you going to Russia and be like, ooh, this is kind of weird. Imagine being like 17 years old and pulling into Russia and being like, wow, this is frightening. Yeah. And then being like, holy fuck, that's Vladimir Putin in the crowd right there watching me play. Surprised he didn't play. Under-19 yeah, tournament doesn't yeah, matter. He, he learned to just, skate at 63. He would have lit it up. He'd Absolutely. never skated before in his life, and now he scores 12. Well, points. given the military presence of the game, maybe he was there. Like, when we were out there waiting for uh, Antela and, well, I guess now, Yuri Curry a huge like convoy of military just leave like like we're talking like like those big like um troop transports troop transports and then a bunch of like military ladas and just like there was like a ten military yeah, ladas there was like an a, oxymoron isn't it when he went sure. to world championships world championships right he went to and we talked to nicholson no it'd been olympics, olympics i think there was two helicopters over top of the arena the entire time hovering People were like, what the fuck is going on here? And then, like, when Putin came out, there was, like, an audible gasp from all the Russians who oh. were just like, holy fuck. <laughs> he loves hockey. I've got an oh, interesting yeah. story to tell about <laughs> my nightlife experience. I was going to say, did you go to the club? So, it's Sunday. That's all I wanted to know. So, yeah, well, I'll, 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 I'll tell you. I think, I, think we'll, I think we'll share this story, cause I, and I won't name names. And it's not, it's not Larvenin. It's just a guy that we yeah, knew. like. So, so it's Larvenin. But just so you know, yeah. like, we, we, so there was other people that traveled to come watch the team. So there's other people staying at that hotel. So, like, we kind of hooked on with a bit of a crew. So there's some, like, new characters in the show, which will remain nameless. But good people as well. Everyone in Finland I've met to date has been amazing. So after the game, 
we popped, grab a bite to eat. We go on this hilarious hole in the wall Georgian What'd restaurant. Went to had Georgian food. Had a boy. So, Thomas, can you name any menu items of a Georgian restaurant? Schnitzel. No, no, that's German. Potato. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Potato? there was. There, there was. Oh, yeah. So, so lady couldn't speak English, but it was it was awesome. I had this like lamb soup and like these weird like awesomely cool shaped dumplings and a bunch of these delicious beers, and some some freaking rubbing all. Uh, rubbing alcohol tasting vodka shots. <laughs> that's when I knew I was in Russia. Gross. Uh, anyways, that's the... So we all go. So in, in our hotel, there's the sports bar. So all the Finns kind of come back. And we congregate there and we're kind of planning like what the hell we're going to do. And all of a sudden, one of the guys we're with, um, he's like, oh, I got a friend coming to meet us. Okay, sweet. Whatever. <laughs> like, who's going to be fucking... Michael Schumacher, like what's what's who's who, who's coming now? But it's it's one of the, the 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 other people we hooked onto. And next thing you know, it's like very pretty woman shows up and sits down and whatever. Pretty woman, get it? Yeah, hey, and 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 hangs out with us. Super oh, lovely. It's going there. <laughs> yeah, super lovely. Starts sitting on this guy's lap and just like they just so get, soon. Yeah, but they just they're just talking so soon in your courtship. They're just talking. And I'm like, okay, I think I can piece together what's happening here. And whatever, teach their own. It's you it's, came on a trip with a Finnish male escort who was hired by a Russian woman. Yes, yes. And uh, this this lady was like, she was like really engaged. The group were talking English, English, yeah, great English, great English. Um, and uh, so all of a sudden, the topic's like, well, where are we gonna go? Like, we have like we're in this like, are the the it's only us in this bar and like and the, and the hotel must have had like a a cruise ship or something staying. It was all old people in there, so it was like really dry and playing no music. So we're like, okay, we got to go. Like, I'm only here once, maybe. I don't know. So we have to, like, hit the town. So we're, like, trying to plan. And her buddy's like, well, let's, uh, let, let's, uh, well, her name's Vera. So it doesn't matter because she's in Russia and she doesn't, she isn't listening. Or maybe you are. Hi, Vera. If there's a 13th listener and it's a Russian prostitute. <sighs> Named Vera. Mm. So Vera's like. She's like, oh, my God, he didn't. <laughs> He's a guy from real life. How could Chalmers not know about Michael Schumacher? <laughs> <laughs> when I go back there, yeah, I'll find, <laughs> I'll see what she thought of the episode. But uh, so they're like, so he's like, well, let's let's get Vera to take us out. Like she knows. Like where should we go? Like he, he knows she of this is an he, escort. He knows after all. He knows of this precinct, and it's like the Nitsky. Pre, it's, we have to go to Nitsky. Like do you know the bars we need to go to and stuff? She's like, like what are you guys looking for? And we're like, oh, like not like a nightclub, maybe like just like a bar or whatever. And so I'm like, what the fuck is happening? I'm like, am I gonna go out with a Russian prostitute? You damn right you are. This is fucked. So I'm like, I'm like, oh my god. So like, th- this is getting momentum. Like, okay, we're calling cows. I'm like, uh, I gotta go for a second. And Larvin in this whole time wasn't drinking. He made a bet with someone that uh, he won't drink till New Year's. A thousand euros. He has to Snapchat the guy at the end of every day, Chalmers, to prove he's sober with a breathalyzer. So he's got this breathalyzer. So like, for a thousand euros, for What's a thousand that Canadian. 1500 1400 bucks. Oh, my God. Give no, I think he's more doing it on the principal because someone's challenging him. Yeah. Um, he's betting against the principal? Yeah. And so uh, I go to Larvin's room, and I'm like, okay, remember, like, I think it's I'm cr- it's crazy that I'm in Russia. And he's like, uh-huh. I'm like, and this, like, this Russian prostitute wants to take us on the town. Like, am I safe? He's like, oh, yeah, don't worry. I'm like, what? I'm like, are you sure? Like, I'm like, he's like, I know you think it's crazy, but it's fine. You're with other people. He's like, just get the, the, the Russian Uber, get the get app. So you have a way out. Like, you'll be fine. I'm like, okay, Mike, leave your phone on. I don't want to like, have to have a way out in this situation. <laughs> you got to have a way out when <laughs> you're in St. Petersburg. So we go out and 
you know, we go to this first little bar, kind of like a pre-drinking bar. And like, you know, there's some, uh, there's, there's a few people in there. And all of a sudden, like, she's like, oh, give me your phone. Like to the guy she's with, like, give me your phone. Like I'll take photos. She's uh, go- uh, uh, no, Vera, I'd classic. Say. no, no. She's going around taking photos of us, taking photos of this, like being such yeah, an amazing host. Stealing all your credit card but information. I, uh, but I'm still like, what the hell is going on? And she's also a translator at the bar and whatever. So we're drinking a bunch of drinks and, uh, I was taking off my, uh, my hoodie. Cause I was hot and Already. to get it in my t-shirt. Yeah. It was getting and lit. His pants made him. It off. was getting, yeah, my <laughs> pants were chafing me. It was getting lit on a Sunday. And, uh, there's this table of, of girls and I'm taking it off and they're like, Ooh, right. Like I'm like, oh, whatever. So, and then, <laughs> then one of the other guys does That's it. Music they do, to your ears, though. They, they do the same thing and we're like, okay, whatever. And so then like a bunch of them leave. So then we're there, you know, shooting the shit, having fun with Vera and, uh, or like, okay, well, we should go find a new place. So now all of a sudden it's like, Vera, where should we go? Like, this is, you know, so far, you you know, this is going good. It's amazing how when you're in a situation, not necessarily with a Russian prostitute, but like somebody, how fast they're in charge. You're like, she'll know what to do. We can trust her. Well, then, so that's, that's the whole thing. So we walk down the street and then there's a crew of those girls that were at the bar and they're like, hey, like, come to this, like, come to this, like, gentleman's club bar. Like, there's not much going on right now. This is probably your best bet. And Vera's like, yeah, I think I'll be fun. I'm like, well, if Vera thinks it's fun, I think it's going to be fun too because all of a sudden I went from, holy shit, I'm going out with a Russian prostitute to now Vera's in charge. Yeah. And it's funny how like that kind Don't of- Don't ask so, me, I'll have to ask Vera. So well, And that's the thing, in the restaurant, I'm like, Vera, what should I do? Like She was like, she was just our life coach all of a sudden. Like It's amazing when you travel and you can't speak the language. You could never up. let a Russia get an edge on you, man. Oh, so well, shit. She gained so, your confidence so fast. Oh Unbelievable. Classic. Oh, right, so, right now, Jay's taking a get ride from Moscow to St. Petersburg in that eight series Beamer. And well, Vera's granted, lying. I'm not alone. I'm with others. So we go walking down this alley with these other people and uh i'm like why the fuck are we walking down an alley like this is weird and then we go and we see like this like what is it when there's like steps from the outside to go downstairs like like you like you can access the basement from the outside so staircase staircase yeah (laughs) Yeah, so it's like one of those really hitting all the keywords alley russian prostitute Yeah, so AK-47 we so because they're like, and they're like, and, and then these girls are like, there's a 200 ruble cover charge. What is that? Uh, shit, five uh, like five bucks. I'd yeah. pay. Yeah, it's go like, on. It's like mm-hmm. five bucks, but they're like, so if you go in the room, it's 200, and like drinks are like this, and then I'm like, and I'm like, oh, I'm still sketched out about this. I'm like, I don't, I, I don't want to commit to anything. They're like, well, just come and see the room, and if you like it, pay, and if not, leave. Mm-mm. So we walk down the stairs, and it's like. You know, it looks kind of like strip cubs signage because they, they said it was a gentleman's bar. So we walk in and then like you go into this room and it's it's just like it's like this vestibule and there's this desk with like this like Russian gangster looking guy and okay. two other girls. And so they're all speaking Russian saying blah, 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 blah. He goes to me, he goes, you can look inside for two seconds and then you have to close the door. I was like, holy shit. Was he saying it with a face you didn't disagree oh, It was with? serious. Yeah. It was like, like, listen, motherfucker. So I open the door and I look and it's just, the room is empty except for along the sides of the walls. There's these poles and there's just naked girls on every pole. And I was like, nope. So I come back in. I'm like, hey, uh, yeah, let me just talk to the guys. Uh, um, I have mild asthma and I need to go outside <laughs> because the St. Petersburg evening air. Because I'm like, if I go in here, this is a fucking shakedown if I've ever seen one. So I'm like, oh, let me talk to the guys. And Good the guy, and then the, 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 the mobster guy was like chirping me 
Um, cause I'm not gonna like, oh yeah, sure. You're gonna go and talk. Well, it would call me out and I'm like, uh, so I get out there. I'm like, yeah, guys, I don't want to go in there because they say everything's going to cost as much, but then they're going to tell us it's like 20 times as much. And we can't leave that room because that door is basically locked from the one side. So we're going to be trapped and we're going to be held hostage until we pay a bunch of money. So let's get the fuck out of here. I'm like, Vera, how could you do this to me? What about the, what about the other four girls? Wasn't it the other four girls that were like, hey, come to this place? Yeah, they, they, they work there. They probably oh got a commission man, or something. Of course they had a commission. It was they all were in over, that. But that's the they thing. Spot they spot their they were like, when you took your They off. were plain dressed. Like, they were just like wearing like oversized it's parkas. It's the street and team whatnot. from the Russian It's called being club. undercover, JR. So what anyways, we, gonna wear bikinis? We escape, we escape that uh, potential money grab. <laughs> and Even big dildos in the yeah. air. That we, like go, we go outside. <laughs> dildo party. Let's go. $5 for a dildo party. What a deal. <laughs> we go outside and we're just like, and then, you know, you kind of recover from that and then get to realize like, holy shit, like this street we're on is like really amazing. Except for that shady alley we just went down. Like it's like so well lit, all these bars, whatever. So we go have some drinks at another like bar that's not very busy. And then we hop in a cab. Uh, two cabs because there was like six of us and uh, Vera went to bed with the one guy and then me and a few others stayed. The beauty at this hotel is that we got back at 3.30 in the morning and the hotel bar was still open. Is and everything the in Russia just open. 24 hours? Like, if you want it, it's happening. I think so, yeah. It, it must be. So we went and just crushed a bunch of wings and drank a bunch of beer and I had to get up like Russian two hours later. Russian chicken wings? Russian chicken wings. Delicious or neat? Chernobyl wings. Mm. I should have said that. Are they good? Uh, yeah, they were okay. They, they don't, yeah, they, they they didn't have hot wings, so they like pigeon. Yeah, yeah, they could be. So yeah, That's fine. so that was kind of my real life story about going <laughs> being uh, led around town with a Russian hooker uh, who earned our trust somehow. We got Stockholmed or something. Oh yeah, and you know she's the one telling the cabs where to go, which is like that was my initially my biggest fear. Uh, and then we got almost pushed into going to some shady shady gentleman's club in an alley in the basement of a building where there's a Russian mobster there telling us what to do. And it was, uh, it was interesting. That's intense. I've seen a Russian mobster once. I went to scores in New York. You know what that is? Yeah. Scores bar. Scores man got a tattoo. <laughs> what's whoa. What's that? That's no, a Howard Stern reference. Oh, yeah. so we went to this bar. It's like a fancy uh, strip club. Right. And I was there and watching the Oilers play in New York. So we, we roll up and a buddy of ours was on the Rangers. And we walked up and the guy in the front door is like top hat, the whole thing, the doorman. And we're like, hey, can we get in? He's like, nope. We're like, was there a line? He's like, nope. And just looked at us. And we're like, okay. <laughs> and then my one buddy's like, oh, you know, we're here with the Rangers and blah, 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 blah. And he's like, nope. I'm like, what, what the fuck's wrong with this guy? Like, we thought we're, we're, you know, adjunct New York Rangers. So the guy to call the guy from the team, gave the phone to the guy. Oh, yeah, sure. Come on in. So I'm like, this is fucking wild. The night before I'd been rented out by Justin Timberlake for a party. So like, we're just not cool enough to go to scores, cool. right? So we're walking around, we're looking at everything. I'm like, holy shit, this is pretty fucking wild. And we sat down, we ordered three drinks. It was like 77 bucks US or some wild shit. And I was like, man, I got to go to the bathroom. So I go to the bathroom and there's three urinals all in a row. And there's a guy facing me in a suit. And then there's a guy peeing. I'm like, oh, that's fucked up. So I go to go around the guy facing me and he put his arm out and it was like, he punched me in the chest as hard as he could. And all he did was put his arm out. And I look at this guy and I assume the same type of look from the security guard at the strip club. Yeah. And I was just like, yeah, I shouldn't be here. So I just stood there. The guy finished peeing. And then the guy was like, after you. And I'm like, okay. So I go and have a very easy to pee pee because I'm ready to pee my pants. He waited in the bathroom until I was done and then washed my hands for me. 
And that might not sound freaky, but it's probably the most terrifying hand wash of my like life. Like he was touching your hand. He was the security guard for the fucking guy that was peeing. He was his bodyguard or whatever. And then just to fuck with me, washed my hands for me. When I came back out, I was like, yeah, I don't know if I should really be here. This doesn't feel like... So that was my only encounter with a Russian gangster. I basically just imagined that guy's cloned all over St. Petersburg. Yeah, it I, was... Uh, <laughs> You know, it was it was an authentic experience. You know what else is an authentic experience? When you head on over to see our friends at Indochino about getting yourself a fresh suit. Were you waiting for him to say authentic experience? I've I've been waiting to pop in here about uh, to talk suits. Little did people real. Oh my word! Jay got, is showing as a, a true tur- tourist. I took a photo of Vera, which we can't post because it it'll incriminate the other person. This guy's wearing an Oilers Nation hat. <laughs> no, he isn't. <laughs> Remchuk, you need to edit that out. Remchuk is wearing a Oilers Nation hat with Vera. Vera is a lovely lady by the looks on Tyler's face. Chalmers. Well, As no, a tourist, I, I had to take, I had to document my experience. Can we put that photo oh, up oh. with like an emoji over his head? Oh. Can you put that up just showing Vera? I don't know. Maybe. I think so. You think so? Yeah, we just toss an emoji over there. Okay. I would, for I, legal I reasons, Vera, I will I not get saying. involved with any Russian hooker posting on Oh, I think it's media. fine. But, like, well, we don't, yeah. It's the oldest profession in the world. Yeah. But, like, Fair super trade. nice looking. Like, she started, I started talking to her about her sister. She was showing me photos of her family. See, I would fall like, in love. This would be my problem. Like, it so. got, like, but, like, she, like I'm I said, like, she's she, so great. Like, she was there to, like, hang out with us. Of course. It was, like, it was very Do you know random. what the term compromat means in Russian? No, that is the tried and true strategy of bringing in foreigners, getting them to do shady shit, videotaping it all, and then blackmailing them. It's like um, a standard KGB play in the playbook. See, she even looks undercover. She's wearing like khaki, like you know, power pants. She's not wearing like a tight dress like you would think. She's no, got nice and jacket like on. No, no as I'm saying, it's it's. She it's looks like, like she sells fine clothing at a nice restaurant or a nice. Uh, uh, retail shop. Yeah, so like super, yeah, it was, like I said, like nothing, nothing screened hooker. <laughs> We're and, trying here, Chalmers. And, remote, and she was just there to hang out. I just looked at your phone, Jay, and all I saw pop up was a reminder to yourself, JC's hair real? Five question marks? Oh. No. You proved that? No, I don't know. I just, it deadly, it was, it was a look. Yeah. Well, let's. We're uh, all over the road here. Did that Indochino ad end? Indo, well, no, we started and then uh, <laughs> we got distracted by Vera. Let's try that again. All right. Vera would specifically request that you go to Indochino and get measured up for a fully customized suit. Tyler is telling me not to use Vera in the Indochino ads, but I can tell you that a sharp-dressed man is made for a sharp-dressed lady. So you head on into Indochino, pick your style of suit, customize that baby any way Vera wants you to, and within two to three weeks, you will have a wrinkle-free suit right out of the box waiting for you at your door. Head on over to Indochino.com or visit any of their showrooms around North America. Still think it's a good idea to have native ads, Indochino? <laughs> it's about hey, it's about lifestyle. And, you know, yeah. you know, some of the lifestyle is a guy who bought an Indochino suit that says hope will never die, who went to Russia and went on a pub crawl led by a Russian prostitute. Just imagine how popular you would have been in Russia had you brought your Indochino suit with you. Did you see any amazing examples of Russian largesse? Like, did you see a solid gold Benz drive by? Yeah, you see, well, not solid. You saw, like, I saw a Maybach. I saw a lot of, like, pimped out Range Rovers, a lot of super nice, like, other Mercedes. It's like, there are some, like, real nice cars because obviously there's some really, really, really rich people there. Very interesting. 
Is this episode going to be called From Russia With Love or something like that? To Vero, from Vero. From Vero With Love. Yeah. Um, Did you make that happen, your Amtrak? Well, I felt, I felt we had to tell yeah. that story. No, you had to. That's a great story. The best it's, part, it's, that was the best part. I was in Russia for 24 hours. All the hockey stuff I could have give or take. But well, the, the hockey was, the hockey yeah, was cool. The Schumacher was cool. news was depressing. Well, the thing I do want to bring up, the, th- <laughs> the thing I want to bring up about all this travel is like, the whole time while I was traveling there, I'm like, Finland's so cool. And like, going to these hockey games is so cool. I'm like... I want to, and, and I've talked to Larvin already, and he's he's going to work some magic on his end, but I want to put together a trip for next September uh, to bring a bunch of people from Edmonton or Alberta or wherever, but to come join us and do like a 10 to 20 person trip to Finland for our little preseason to get us amped up as fans to kind of see kind of how a different world, you know, looks and acts for hockey. The only thing, the only thing that's different in terms of like, yeah, the atmosphere is crazy. Is you just can't drink in the seats, but you just learn to crush two beers. Whoa, in the whoa, wait a minute. Say that again. You can't drink in your seat because. Um, Vera said so. I don't know. They don't it's, have to clean up. Yeah, I, I know in soccer it's to like reduce people getting like super drunk yeah, and like hooliganism, but like. Yeah, and maybe it's for mayhem there, but you know, everyone just it's, it doesn't change. You you just kind of reverse what you do. Like instead of going to take a pee and grabbing a bite to eat in intermission, you're just crushing two beers that you would have drank during the period. Yeah, but this is my whole thing about when I go to Oilers games. I crush two drinks uh, in the intermission, and then I get to the seat with the other two, and it's about five minutes into the thing. So Charlie drinks go, twelve drinks during a game. Yeah, oh. that's more of just a you thing. More yeah, that's that. a yeah, yeah. yeah. But it's so, but it's more of the peeing strategy that I that I. So there's no issue about peeing. You can crush two drinks, have a pee, have whatever. Like it's because it's not like seventeen thousand person arenas. There, there's no crazy bathroom lineups. There's so my, nothing's crazy. My strategy used to be to have, and, and it's not beer, so I'm not like crushing like twelve beers a game. It's Ryan Coke. Yes, it's hard no, okay. alcohol. It's, it's, it's way worse. Okay, thank you. Yeah, they're easier and smaller to drink. Anyway, so you'd have like the, you'd have two in your seats, and then around the fifteen minute mark, you'd go down. You would you'd get leave. your pee out of the way. You would. You would. And then you'd stand by action. the bar, and you'd have. Another couple drinks and then go back for the next period. That's my strategy for hockey games. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> You're taking notes, sure, I'm Chuck. Well, I'm you going did. to the game tonight, so yeah, I need that. We'll try it on for yeah. size. Um, all right, there we go. That was a hell of a European podcast. That was a pretty good episode, Big Brother. It's a shame we're not listening. Oh fuck! Yeah. Do you guys? Yeah, you Ram check. Is there time? We got time. We always got time. Uh, Previously on Big Brother. Right. What is up with? Bringing back Casey and JC and Tyler, what is up with JC's hair? They that was one of the worst segments I've ever seen. On it looked like brother. black licorice cotton candy landed on his head right before the segment started. Those three looked so uncomfortable, and when they were talking to them, the editing in that segment was so bad that when they would ask, and, and because these people had nothing to offer, when they would ask JC a question or they would ask Casey a question. They would immediately they would give their small little answer, and before they could elaborate, they'd cut away to something else. Like these, those people should not have been there, and they should have just cut that segment. There's, I, I was, was really reading bad. on Twitter with my stands. That's what we call fans of different players. Uh, they, they're scratching their head for how to make this entertaining for the crowd because I guess it's just like boring inside the house now. Mm-hmm. Well, and it, it seems like a foregone conclusion about how it's going to end. <laughs> oh yeah, the Connor McDavid <sighs> of uh, Big Brother it seems that way. Uh, you know, I was a cliff maniac, but God, did he, he finish the things game up dumb. so bad? It drove God. me crazy. His his final two deal, but not two way street. That he, he tried to pull it, Mickey though. was he ridiculous. was like, I got too reliant on the gentleman's agreement. What else yeah, did but he really do be, though? Yeah, but and and that's fair. But like, how I like how like. 
where does he think that he thinks his chance to like stay alive in the game is to make a one-way deal with someone? No, but and and in Big Brother history, has anybody ever, other than Doctor Will, actually told people what they were going to do and it still worked? Thank you for bringing like, up Doctor Will. Yeah, you're welcome. Yeah, because he was the only player I knew that could literally tell you what he was going to do, and it was against you, and you'd have no choice because of the way that he played everybody that he could back you into a corner. Cliff. If Mickey thinks that's the fucking deal, let him think that's the deal. Like, yeah. so what? You're going to feel like you're yeah. going to, you're going to like, you've spent what this amount of your time being a super honorable Texan, right? And I get that. I get how that could probably fight with his like emotions inside of him, but it's a game. And when you leave the show in a month, nobody's going to fucking remember it. I think what you're seeing, it's like Tommy losing his marbles and telling everyone that he knew Christy. I think at this point, they're just like, very sensory dep- deprived at this point. Like they are been locked up for 90 days. They're getting stir crazy. Except for Mickey. He's like, he's laser focused. Like man. I died. Like it's, you just have to respect what he's done. Like he was able to leverage the, and well, and you know, he got like, he, he, he scared them. He scared cliff like to get them to keep Holly and honor the agreement. That was so masterful. It was, it, you have to give respect and like, yep. Cliff, what are you thinking? Like, and Absolutely. then to, like, uh, it's Nicole, right? Yep. Yeah. yeah. Fuck, I don't know I blanked it's out there. Vera. It's Vera. Actually, her name is yeah. Vera. Um, like, Nicole has been right. Nicole is actually, you got to give Nicole some respect. Like, she's actually played a decent game. Like, and she's been kind of pretty aware and onto things when, you know, it was, you know, shit was happening and she gets she, bullied a little bit though. She, she does get bullied a little bit and she trusted Cliff too much and Cliff, Cliff trusted. Kind of I don't know what her. the hell too much. Cliff, Cliff ultimately will be her demise unless she can win the no. final HOH. Cliff took her so far. Nobody else is going to work with her. That's true. Uh, he did save could her. could have attached onto Mickey and Holly pretty easily. Yeah, I think so and they too. they would have dragged her. Or yeah. I just brought her because she started winning. Because so. her and Mickey always had a relationship. I would have loved to see Nicole bully her opinions more than she did though. Yeah, she should have stayed She's strong. a worrier, not a doer. Yeah, Absolutely. Yeah, she, yeah, she, yeah, exactly. She, I'm actually. Just like I put my faith in Vera. Yeah. Uh, she put her faith in Cliff and kind of let him kind of guide the ship, which sometimes will lead you to a underground gentleman's club. The thing that pissed me off the most of this episode, and it shows you that they really don't have a lot to work with because they're bringing up drama in the jury house. But how about that? Motherfucking Nick. I would literally rather watch a show about the jury house right now. Oh, yeah. But how about hell? Nick? Nick just who does this motherfucker to? think he is? Oh, he's just a guy who's just in his 20s, man. And who's the other? What's the blonde's name? Cat. Cat. Cat has a boyfriend, okay? So she goes into the house and she's like recording all these long ass emotional messages like our relationship will stay through this and yada, yada, yada. And then bangs Mickey like week two. Is gagaing over Brett when he's in the house. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like and crazy. Well. And then gets into the house like Bella, who I didn't particularly like. I feel really bad for her. Because they're throwing L-bombs at each other and shit. And then you remember when she had her exit interview and then Julie Chen was like, are you sure this is going to work on the outside? She's like, "Mm mm-hmm. She's like, really? Your mom's going to be down for this? Yeah. So she's been the whole summer not in the jury house telling her family what a wonderful man she met. Yeah, but she also saw him on live feeds with uh, Sis. And then she like went Ooh, to Nick. Twitter. Yeah. Yeah, I heard they were getting close. And Bella, Bella, Bella saw Nick and, and Sis getting close in the house. They were just cuddling. Like they, there was nothing more than them just like at night just having like having a lay down in bed. Right? What did Bella do? She freaked out on Twitter of and was course. like, I don't care about this guy. I can't believe the disrespect and all that. But then they went and they remember like 
wasn't it in the exit interview when Nick was like, yeah, I really like Bella. Yeah, I love her. And he's talking I love her. I can't wait to see her. And Julie's like, okay. And then he gets to the house and Kat's all of a sudden like, yeah. okay, so another man. And finally. then they straight ask him, what about Bella? Like on behalf of women, I was like, oh, I get why they don't like us. Yeah. We knew I mean, like yeah. Nick proved he was a, piece, a piece of shit of early. Shit. And then all of a sudden, like people were like, oh no, like Nick's actually not that as bad as we thought. That piece of shit is one of... A lot of our friends, when we were when we were in our mid twenties, if you put them on a show where they just like immediately got a connection with somebody, like think of these circumstances. Now he's Did in the jury house. He's a love machine. Now he's in the jury house. He's probably tipping a little bit of the you know a few cocktails at night. A cat's sitting there ready to party. Like this is why I was so concerned about Big Brother Canada season seven. Because oh, I'm like, true. fuck, man. What you don't know is what happens when it goes to jury, right? And everyone's just as bored. They have access to booze, and there's no cameras. Yeah, and you ain't kidding. And that's what's fun. Nick's falling prey to it right now. And and cat's just having a good time. You think she's summer getting- of Nick? Well, I like. Hey, I I've always cat's been very entertaining. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You're on camera right now, and he's like, oh, whatever. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> fuck it. I'm half drunk as it, as it is, probably. So who do we think, or Mike, do you have some, sorry. Who do we think, Bagmelt, do you have some thoughts? I actually, I'm going to go out and say that I don't care at all about tomorrow's finale. Unless some kind of miracle happens where Nicole wins the HOH. Which she might, man. That last HOH can... It's the memory one, Maybe. Right? Yeah. yeah. All and she's like, been doing is sitting around worrying all summer. Of course I'm going to watch it, but I just I just see this ending the way we all think it's going to unless A, Nicole wins, or B, the jury has gone batshit crazy. Which will suck. And goes revenge mode like they did on Paul two seasons yep. in a row. Yeah, both times. Yeah. Yeah, that, that I was... Don't know. Um, I th- so, uh, here, my... My um, what, what you think prediction. about it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, 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 no. Sorry, uh, no, I couldn't think time. of the word prediction for some no, goddamn no, no, reason. Pronounce Vera. <laughs> um, my prediction would be Mickey wins, takes Holly, and Mickey will. Even though he's right when he thinks the jury hates him, they do. But I think ultimately they will respect him because when um, Tommy came out, he even said he respected what he did, yeah. even though he really hated what he but did. Tommy's a two faced guy. He'll say he respects him. Yeah, that's that's true. But he had a chance. Like he did, he didn't have to. He wasn't. He didn't have to say anything to like make someone feel good. He he didn't have any. It wasn't anyone in the house. He was just. I think it was a chance to be real, and I think he was real there. But if for some reason Nicole wins and she's gonna take Holly, we already know that. I think Nicole beats Holly. Yeah, Nicole beat Holly. Will, Holly's coming in second, no matter what. It's yeah. amazing to me that you, Holly's been locked in the Big Brother house all summer. The only object of the show is to make these people look interesting. I do not know a single thing about her. I think she's one of the reasons why they have to keep going outside the house for for content. Like, yeah. the only thing she ever said that was of any note was she was like, "I left Wyoming to follow my dreams." I'm like, "Girl, you are what's called a safari wine guide." I do not know what that means, but surely to God that wasn't your dream when you left Wyoming. Other than that, we don't know anything about. No, her. we don't. Yeah. Hey, did anyone notice this? This is the first time they said what Mickey did. He was a waiter. I didn't know that. I was say that all year. Yeah. Oh, has it? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Oh, I yeah. thought that was the first time, yeah. I, or Tuesday. server. Sorry, I no, thought always. I thought that was the first time I saw that. So can I can I tell you what I did? Kay. Just one quick last thing. Quickly, yeah, last thing. Okay, what I did maybe on the Sunday no. show was now that football season's back, I I record the CBS like seven o'clock one right after sixty minutes. If a football game goes long, it cuts off your Big Brother taping unless you have it set to tape. And I, this is a rookie mistake on my part, and I re- I didn't redo it. So I until about five minutes ago. Didn't know who won the first leg of the... I uh, don't know still, so don't tell okay, me. Okay, I won't tell you. Oh, well. And and the whole reason that I didn't, and even though after I had I had watched the show and it cut out and I saw the last thing, 
when you go and try to watch it on demand, you can't fast forward that shit. Oh, yeah. I know. It's so, so you annoying. have to, so you have to either just let it play for like 45 minutes and go do something else or else you just look online. And honestly, I didn't really care to look online cause I figured I might know who won. I just, whatever it's, I didn't know. And it's set your, set your PVRs. So Chalmers doesn't know about the cliff battle back. The cliff battle back. It's is Dave still there. No, David? Oh, yeah. no, He's the no, best. no, no, no. Why would you, why would you fabricate something like that? Cliff is back. <laughs> There's a four of them. It's going to get really weird in the HOH. Shocker, your Remchuk is not up to date on, on Big Brother. <laughs> yeah, Even though now we're recording on a Tuesday and not a Monday, we bought you more P- time. PVR because of football, though, right? Yeah, I'm, I'm busy, man. I watch a lot of junior hockey. Oh, it, my then God. That happens you at gotta, night. I don't have time. Got to mix it in, man. I'm out here grinding. Yes. Get on the milk. grind. Man, I get government named all over this podcast. Yeah, sorry. But our new thing is whenever there's a government name, I'm not going to take out the whole thing. I'm just going to put a bleep. Cool. Add some suspense. Because Jay's already in bed with the Kremlin, basically. Yeah, yeah we're And now my government name's out on I, this podcast. I didn't shit on Russia at all. I actually thought Russia Russia surprised me. It was, You said it, you were glad they had a... Or you said you were surprised they had a toilet. You well, said I had a toilet. Uh, yeah, uh, Chalmers, hyperbole, hyperbole. Chalmers, he's been, Chalmers, he's been yeah, compromised. He, Don't fucking push too hard, or him and his comrades. Honestly, I felt I I felt surprisingly safe. St. Petersburg was a beautiful city. Um, it was just kind of just interesting to kind of see it and kind of witness kind of a Russian way of life. Um, so I would go back to Russia. Um, a because the border guards are fucking babesicles. Um, on the way back. Going back to Helsinki, new set of border guards, another set of freaking border guard babes. All right. We'll have a fantasy football update. <laughs> fantasy, fantasy football update next week. Pray, we won't for, do one pray for the Connor McMayfields. We are in trouble. Yeah, I'm two and one, so whatever. I'm all right. Okay, um, next week, I, I think I'm confident we're going to have a Mary Browns pop-in with Eric Griba. That's right. All of our interviews are now sponsored by Mary Browns and mm. their pop-in chicken. Love the chicken, so shout out to Mary Browns. Uh, that's coming up next week. We'll also get a chance to tee up the Oilers season opener. All that good stuff. Thanks for listening. Episode 140 of Nation Real Life is over. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowlin Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowlin Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlinBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. When it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. 
You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com. 